are listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships, take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find interesting. So on today's show, we have a repeat author. She was on uh, last month, and uh, her book has two parts, and that's why she's back again, because uh, last time we discussed how to get the man you want, and so, of course, we do have to give the guys equal time, and today we're going to discuss how to get the woman you want, and, of course, the name of the book is How to Get the Woman You Want, and the website is howtogettheoneyouwant.com. And my guest is Katya Loisel-Fury. So welcome to the show, Katya. Good morning or good afternoon. How are you? Yes, it's afternoon here. And <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Uh, yes. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're in Australia, so it's morning there for you. <laughs> uh, all right, so a little bio, as well as being the co-author of How to Get the Man You Want and How to Get the Woman You Want, as I just said. Uh, Katya is an international flirting, dating, and body language expert. She's also a TV presenter who has worked on... Um, who's worked as a coach with tens of thousands of singles and c- couples in Australia and overseas, and she's also very beautiful. <laughs> oh, you're so lovely. Well, so are you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a love fest. I'm sure your audience knows that anyway. Yeah. They've seen you, and they, so they think you're fabulous. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, all right, let's get into this. Uh, speaking of looks, so how important are looks to, uh, to women when it comes to picking a guy? Well, here's the interesting thing, and I think the guys out there, your ears should be pricking up and you should be listening nice and hard because when it comes to finding a guy, cleanliness, so how clean you are, whether you keep your toilet seat down, whether you uh-huh. <laughs> look, you know, well presented, was more important than looks. So I think to me that uh, wow. that just goes to show that, you know, us women are not as shallow as that, you know, as some men might like to think. So, um, you know, and personality, common interest, sense of humor and intelligence. And of course, how clean you are all rated more important than looks. So I think that, you know, regardless of how attractive you think you are, it really doesn't matter, I think, having the, you know, showing, having the confidence and letting your personality shine through and really making an effort with your appearance. I think that, you know, you really can be a winner when it comes to, you know, the game of love. If you, if you sort of make a bit of an effort in those areas, regardless of whether or not you think you're, you know, you look like Brad Pitt or yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I guess um, as long as, yeah, because also looks are subjective. You know, you may think you're not that attractive, but a woman may think you're hot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? 91% of the women that we interviewed said that attitude was more important than appearance. 
So, you know, regardless of how attractive you think you are, mm. you know, if you walk around and you're confident and you're nice to people and you smile and you make other people feel good about themselves, then you become more attractive. And the same goes for women. You know, we like people who like us. It really is that simple. And if you can be the type of person that makes other people feel comfortable and good around you, then that automatically makes you more um, attractive. And you know what's really interesting, Lucia, is the University of Secrees actually did a study on uh, you know, what guys wore. And they found that women were more likely uh, to want to marry a guy who was better dressed than mm. somebody who was, you know, better looking. Wow. Um, or, and even if, it, even if it just came to a bit of sex, women were more likely to choose somebody who was, you know, better dressed than somebody who they found more attractive. So I thought that was very interesting. Wow. Well, yeah, and also because, you know, when people go to court, I mean, uh, you know, let's use Lindsay Lohan as an example. <laughs> they all dress up, uh, you know, because they want to make a good impression, even though they did a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, and that's really important. And for the guys out there who don't really care about their appearance or sort of have that attitude, you know, I've coached a lot of guys who kind of have the attitude of, well, you know what, they should love me the way I am. And that's fantastic. And yes, you know, of course, we should love you for your personality first. But what you wear, actually, firstly, it affects your body language. It affects the way you come across. It affects your confidence within yourself. And also it tells a girl, particularly if you're on a date, that, you know, um, I respect you. I want to impress you. And obviously, as a woman, that makes me feel really good about myself. It's like this guy, I make him nervous. Fantastic. He wants to impress me. And and that's always a really good thing. You know, it builds up the other person's ego and self-esteem, and that makes you more attractive. So <laughs> yeah. you don't have to go and buy an Armani suit, but, you know, it makes some kind of effort with your appearance and sort of, you know, try and make some kind of effort. Yeah, and you can tell if they've made some effort because they look a lot, a little crisper and their hair is washed and they have a little cologne on. You can tell if someone's made an effort. Yeah, absolutely. You've had, they probably don't want to douse themselves in cologne. Let your na- no. natural pheromones do something. <laughs> There's nothing worse when somebody walks past you and they've taken a shower in a, in cologne and you think, oh, my goodness, somebody kill me now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We, I'll be, we, we've all I'll been be there. I'll be turned off that smell for the rest of my life. <laughs> Um, and then uh, something I thought was interesting, you said, and here's for the guys who don't make a lot of money, um, 100% of the women said that a man's character is more important than his job. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I actually found that really interesting as well. When sort of we sort of probed a lot of the women about what they meant on that when we did some sort of one-on-one and also focus groups. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really interesting that a lot of them said, well, you can have a fantastic job, but be married to your job and, uh, you know, and that's your life. Or you can be the type of person who maybe doesn't have enough money but enjoys themselves, you know, is, is, a, is a great communicator and communicate with people. And obviously in a relationship, that's particularly important. Um, and the type of person who, you know, values themselves, their relationships. And I think that guys who valued relationships over money mm. uh, were found to be more attractive by women than guys who were just career focused. But that that was their, you know, basically that they valued relationships, but perhaps uh, valued their job, sorry, but perhaps, you know, their, their relationships in their life suffered. So I think that that's where a lot of the women came from when they said, Uh, that at the end of the day you can have all the money in the world but if you don't get on with your partner and you don't have anything in common and you can't have a good laugh then you're not going to have much of a relationship although studies do show that you might have better sex so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) if you're ever there if you're ever around they do say that 
Well, exactly. You know, there are a few studies around at the moment that say that, you know, you, if your partner has more money, you're more likely to have better orgasms. And I guess that oh. comes from the fact that, you know, money causes a lot of arguments in relationships. It also causes a lot of, when money is tight, that's when a lot of cracks appear in the relationship. So if you don't have any problems with money, you're less likely to be stressed. And that obviously affects the, you know, testosterone and deproduction in your body, which means, you know, you've probably got more of a sex drive and you're more likely to be in the mood. So I guess it's all interrelated that way. But I, I really think wow. a lot of the women and I personally agree that I don't think money can really buy love, you know. No. You're better off having a connection with someone first. <laughs> Absolutely. And, in fact, women always seem to say, oh, I want a guy who's funny. So are there any statistics on how much humor plays into a woman's choice? Well, look, we didn't, we don't have any um, actual stats on that. But sense of humor did come second. In, in what women look for in a long-term uh, partner, Personality came first and sense of humor came second. So I guess personality and sense of humor are kind of interlinked anyway. Mm, yeah. But obviously being able to have a good laugh with your partner is really important when it comes to finding a long-term partner. You, it might not be that you look at them and sparks fly and you think, oh, my goodness, I have to have you now. But, you know, if if you can actually laugh with your partner and you can laugh through the good times and the bad, then obviously that's going to mean that, you know, you're going to have a better life for a start, but also it means that you can get through those rough points and you can, you know, reconnect again. Even when it comes to arguments, you know, if you can laugh your way through an argument or at the end just, you know, Mm. crack each other up, then you're going to have a much stronger relationship, are you, than, you know, people who just can't laugh or can't crack a joke without you know, getting upset at their partner or getting upset at the other person. Right. And uh, and then in terms of romance, because, you know, romance is always important to women, you said that 80% find romance more important than sex. Yes. Now, and I guess that romance was also a catalyst for sex for a lot of women, and that's really important. You know, I know we're getting straight into the sex part with boys, uh-huh. aren't we? But it's true <laughs> that, you know... <laughs> Always the way, Lucia, isn't it? That's right. This is the reality of the situation is that for women, you know, foreplay starts between the ears and it it starts with how they feel, you know, and for a woman, well, not all women, but for a lot of women, you know, obviously the more oxytocin in their body, the more, you know, you can touch, caress, the more romantic you can be, the more you can set the mood. And, you know, for a woman to feel in the mood to have sex, really, she needs to have the right conditions a lot of the time. You know, if she's stressed from work or if she really feels the need to talk or if the house is a mess and there's old pizza wrappers, you know, mm-hmm. cartons everywhere, mm-hmm. then you're hardly going to be in the mood to say, yes, yes, let's go for it. You know, but if the music's playing and the candles are burning and, the house smells, you know, nice and clean as opposed to looking like you really need to spend the whole weekend, you know, mm-hmm. with a scrubbing brush, then that's really important. So I think romance in that sort of way and also, you know, romance when it comes to feeling loved and appreciated by your partner, you know, um, and feeling beautiful and uh, that was really important. You know, a lot of women said that, you know, obviously simple things like being caressed, you know, um, even just a slow massage without, you know, a guy doing it to get sex Mm -hmm. made them feel more in the mood because, you know, for a lot of guys, you know, women are far more sensitive to to touch than 
a lot of men. You know, sometimes up to 10 times more sensitive. So just a simple caress of the neck or of the arm, you know, that's going to release oxytocin, which is the cuddling hormone, which basically can put us in the mood. Mm -hmm. Um, And also kissing, you know, kissing releases neurotransmitters, which, you know, basically, I mean, a lot of women said they'd rather kiss than have sex because it releases neurotransmitters, it releases oxytocin, and it, you know, reduces our inhibitions and actually increases our sex drive and wants, you know, for most women, actually gets them in the mood. And so, you know, it sort of sets the scene for sex, if you like. Without that, you're probably not likely to get any of the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, guys don't realize all we need is, you know, some candles, some music, and uh, some nice soft, silky sheets maybe, and uh, a few caresses and we're good to go. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Look, I always, and I, I say to my husband, there's nothing like a good hot pash, you know. <laughs> you know, really a nice a kiss. And it's interesting because for in a lot of long-term relationships, kissing is the thing that sort of wanes. Um, because for, you know, and I think I mentioned this before, studies found that guys will have sex with a girl that's a bad kisser. But women, if a guy's a bad kisser, then they usually won't go the next step and have sex with them. Because kissing not only, um, you know, stimulates your gets you in the mood, but it also, you know, tells you whether you're matched to the other person in terms of, you know, genetic coding as well. Um, So you actually release in your saliva, you release really important information about about you and the other person. Uh, And that basically, obviously, it's a subconscious thing, but it tells you whether you're chemically matched uh, and whether they might be a good father for your children, if you like. Um, so for the guys out there, I think making sure that you've got your pashing technique or your kissing technique down is probably really important, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. No darting tongue or swallowing faces <laughs> allowed here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, besides romance, women also want chivalry and a gentleman, and you said that 95% were impressed with guys who did that because a lot of guys said that they're reluctant to open doors and pull chairs because some women are saying they don't want that funny you know I guess we've sort of gotten it's almost gone as 360 hasn't it where it's sort of you know we are independent we don't need to be treated like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need to have the doors open on that but actually yes you're quite right you know over 90 percent of the women actually really like it and I know I love it and for the guys out there being chivalrous is a fantastic thing because it gives you the opportunity for example you hand a woman your jacket it gives you the opportunity to touch her Without being a, without doing it in a sleazy right. way, you know you're doing something for her. It means that she's got something of yours. If she happens to take it home, my goodness, then you've got the perfect excuse to actually follow her up on it and you know get your jacket back. Mm. Um, you know, opening doors, helping a girl out of cars, it, it gives you that chance to touch. It reduces the, it sort of increases the intimacy without it being awkward, and it reduces that initial awkwardness of the first date. You know, anything that you can do in that sort of way actually makes you more attractive and it makes her feel more comfortable around you and more likely to want to see you again. So I think being a gentleman certainly has, you know, big advantages when it comes to, you know, finding or making yourself more attractive to women. Um, And it just makes them feel that little bit special and I always think that's kind of nice. I I love it when people open doors to me, you know. Yeah, wow, the way you described it. Or, or give up their seat or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the way you just described it, it's like, wow, there's almost like a secondary reason for doing all that because you, you get a chance to, to, to touch her in a non-threatening way, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it is. It is. I mean, let's face it, I guess there's a lot of 
you know, stigma now about touching women. And women are far less receptive to touch. You know, a lot of guys love being touched. You know, over 80% of guys love being touched during the flirting process, even if they don't know a girl. They're quite like... But 57% of women said that if they don't know a guy, they mm. don't want to be touched. Right whilst flirting. Now, obviously, the more you get to know him, the more you flirt, the more you think, oh, this guy's kind of cute. Then that changes, and obviously you're more receptive. But, but yeah, being a gentleman just gives you exactly, it's non-threatening, and it, it just ups the, ups the odds for you a little bit. It means that you can touch them without, you know, getting their back up. And as we both know, once a girl has got her back up and feels threatened by you, mm. it's very hard to turn it around, you know, and mm -hmm. make her feel comfortable. Right, exactly. So then a lot of guys also are confused when a woman uh, that they're interested in is talking to them. They go, well, is she interested in me or is she just being friendly? So you give a lot of uh, things to look for. And I'm going to go through some of the more interesting ones. So you said she'll do the, the shoe fondle. What is that? Well, this is the interesting thing, you know. Uh, for the guys out there to understand is because the feet and the legs are one of the furthest parts away from our brains, they're also one of the part, the last parts that we consciously control. So a lot of what we think, feel, our real emotions, what we necessar don't necessarily want to say come out through our feet. Wow. So if she's fondling, you know, the feet are often a bit like you know, your head, it's quite an intimate part of our body. And usually when we're taking our, when we take our shoes off, it usually means that we feel, unless you're at the beach, of course, or, you know, something like that, it usually means that you're, you know, it's one of the first stages of undressing. It means that you feel a little bit more comfortable with that person. The shoe fondle is usually... um basically slipping your foot in and out of your shoe mm. or dangling your shoe and sort of touching your foot, if you like. And I guess it, it, it tends to be more of a subconscious, suggestive courtship display. Um, but, of course, you know, with all of this body language stuff, what's really important is to make sure that, firstly, you have three to five gestures simultaneously um, because one signal on its own means absolutely nothing at all. Um, and of course, you know, if the girl isn't looking in your direction or if she's not pointing to you and, you know, she's got it back to you and she's fondling her shoe, then obviously she's not doing it for you. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> it's amazing how many guys just, just like, oh my goodness, you know, she, but she was playing with her shoe and, you know, and then she touched her lips and, but, you know, these things were like half an hour apart. So right, obviously, right. you know, we're looking for simultaneous, simultaneous signals that tells somebody that um, they're attracted. And the interesting thing, Lucia, is when it comes to flirting, you know, you're looking for increased eye contact, increased proximity, so they're getting closer to you, increased touch, uh, you know, and increased eye contact. And when you have those four things simultaneously, then you can pretty much guarantee that that person, you know, is not thinking, I just want to be friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what about the foot point? That sounds kind of similar to the shoe fondle. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, shoe, shoe, uh, the foot point, point. Look, basically it doesn't matter whether you're sitting or standing, your feet will point towards the person that you're interested in. It doesn't necessarily mean that you want to sleep with that person or that you want to have a long-term relationship with that person. It just means that you're interested with that in that person. So where the leading foot or so if they're standing up, it's the it's the foot that's it's the leg that's pointing sort of forward, and if they're sitting, it's the top foot where that leading foot is pointing tells you who they're interested in now if you're having a conversation with somebody and both their feet are pointing towards the door you can pretty much <laughs> guarantee that you've lost their interest and mm. they're thinking get me out of here right now right and similarly yeah similarly if they're sitting on a chair and they have both their feet wrapped under the chair or wrapped around the legs then you've pretty much 
lost in there, either feeling insecure and nervous or just thinking, I'm so bored, you know, somebody get me out of here. So um, what you're looking for is feet that are sort of going forward and, you know, pointing towards you as an indication that somebody might be interested. And then you start looking for the other signals. We're going to have all the guys looking at all the women's feet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but, you know, feet, feet are fantastic indicators of true emotion. So it's amazing how many of us, you know, it's kind of an issue of out of sight, out of mind, because our feet are so far away from our brain, you know, and often they're hidden. We think that nobody can actually tell, but subconsciously we are picking up these signals. You know, for example, when you, for example, if you feel angry or frustrated, you might find that you start doing erratic kicks with one leg or one foot, or that you might, you know, when you're feeling anxious, you might stand and, you know, move from one foot to the other. Well, all of that is leaking information about you, you know, so on a subconscious level, people are looking at that and, on subconsciously they know that something's going on you know they can tell mm-hmm. that it's some kind of negative emotion they're not necessarily going to know what that negative emotion is and more likely to interpret it as something bad rather than the fact that you're just nervous or anxious or whatever so right. it is good to be aware of what your feet are doing too not just look at what the girls feet are doing uh-huh. um, now of course there's always flirting mistakes we'll go over some of these so this is one that always happens to me and it drives me nuts and I know a lot of guys they do it and they don't even really realize that they're doing it and that is staring yes oh well. and absolutely you know and i i the thing is i mean it how does it make you feel each i mean it gets you back up doesn't it yeah it's creepy <laughs> it is creepy it's like the stalker yes. stare um and the interesting thing is a lot of guys do it because they're trying so hard there's two things, you know, firstly, they might have a low blink rate, in which case they might be more likely to stare, but most people aren't in that situation. And if you, if a lot of people tell you that you come across as a, you know, a stalker mm. and you stare a lot, then what you might need to sort of ask a friend for help on is whether or not you have a low blink rate. And if you do, then what you need to do is you need to consciously move your head, say every three seconds, just look away or, you know, uh, just consciously do it so that you stop yourself from staring. The thing about eye contact is, you know, eye contact is a really powerful thing. You know, you know, prolonged eye contact basically sends a, a subconscious signal to somebody's brain that you're interested, but it also releases phenylethylamine, and that's the love drug that gives you the butterflies in your tummy and makes you go, oh, my gosh, you know, mm. Woo, can't, <laughs> I can't keep my eyes off that person. The thing is, it's also the hormone or the adrenaline-like substance that's released in fight-or-flight mode. And, you know, so when you feel scared, anxious, or, you know, somebody really freaks you out or gives you the stalker stare and creeps you out, mm. then you also go into fight and flight. So it's that same chemical reaction. You know, you get dilated pupils, increased heart rate, your muscles tense, and uh, phenylethylamine is pumped through your body. And that's why if you stare, you know, a nice, you know, four-second eye contact with a smile actually can make somebody feel more connected to you. Any longer than that, you're staring and it actually puts them into fight or fight mode and then makes them feel really uncomfortable around you. So because it is the same hormone, it is a very, very fine line between, you know, come and get it and stalk a stare. So I would always say to people, you know, it's very simple. Look at them, make eye contact for up to four seconds, give them a smile, think the words, you're gorgeous, and then basically your body is going to send out over 10,000 stimuli that say, I think you're hot. It's going to send a subconscious signal to their brain that you're interested and release phenylethylamine. But after four seconds, you need to look away. And then after about 15, 20 seconds, give them a cheeky grin and look back. 
and think the words again, your God has come and talk to me. So basically what that does is that really sends out, it's almost like a chemical cocktail. It's like a bang, chemical whammy mm. that lets them know that you're interested, but without putting them off. Yeah. Sending them running the other way. Yes, because what I think what they're doing is they're staring and staring and they're hoping that you'll make eye contact with them and uh, give them some, <laughs> some kind of signal so then they can come over and talk. And so they keep staring, waiting for that signal, which never comes, of course. I know, but, you know, I mean, bless them. You have to think that, uh, you know, from a guy's point of view, it is very, very difficult to approach the opposite sex. Let's be honest. How many women actually do it? You know, 43% of women that we interviewed said that they thought it was the guy's the guy that had to make the first move. But of the women, of the 57% that were left, half of those women said they wouldn't have the guts to make the first move. So really, you've got maybe 30-odd women percent of women out there that are ballsy enough, perhaps after a couple of champagnes, to go and, mm. you know, hit on a guy. And that means that for most, you know, and, and I think, frankly, you know, I don't think it's that high percentage of women that actually would do it yeah. because then, you know, half of them thinking, oh, my goodness, I don't want to come across as being easy. And so it's in the guy's court most of the time. So, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable going up and, you know, chatting. I mean, I'm married now, but anyway, <laughs> you know, we let's face it, it is difficult. And so I think guys, because, you know, guys, researchers found that guys tend to misread and misinterpret flirting signals from women. So sometimes perhaps the signals are there, but they're just not reading them. And so they're staring and staring in the hope and prayer that they'll get some, you know, I don't know, some sign will come down from the heavens and say, yes, I'm free, come and get me. <laughs> but it just doesn't work that way, does it? No, no. And speaking, so you said, you know, for the guy to look at the woman and say, you're gorgeous. So speaking of compliments, why is it? Well, so, think the word. Oh, yeah, think the word. Think, the word. <laughs> think you feel gorgeous. Don't say it out loud because you will send her running a million yeah, miles away. Exactly. So, yeah, when you're thinking, yeah, when you're thinking the words, what happens is that will come through in your eyes. You'll get that nice sparkle in your eyes. You'll get that cheeky glint in your eye, and that will give you that you know instant charisma, if you like. That's going to make you look more attractive, but it's also going to send the message out on a subconscious level, through your body language, loud and clear, without you having to make a fool of yourself and actually open your mouth or go up. <laughs> exactly, because I was just going to say there are time, times when men compliment women and it backfires. So why does that happen? Look, you know, and, and I think we spoke about this last time. For the guys out there, you know, women get a lot of compliments. Mm -hmm. A lot of, not you know, not all women, but generally, look, if you walk past a building site, you could have a paper bag over your head and guys will woof whistle. <laughs> you know, I mean, I remember walking down the street, nine months pregnant, about mm. to pop, looking in my tracksuit pants, oh, no. wishing I had not been forced to leave the house. You walk past the site and, you know, the woof, the woof whistles come and you think, wow. are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, give it up. And so I think... Because of that, a lot of women don't think that it's genuine when it comes from a guy. You know, mm. women, and we, we spoke about this last time, as women, we play um, compliment ping pong. You know, it's, you know, when we're talking to our girlfriends, it's one compliment back and forth. Oh, my goodness, you know, I love your hair and those shoes. Where did you get them? Look at you. you your body, your heart. Look at you. You know, look at your tan, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's just one compliment going backwards and forwards. So when it comes from a guy and we're used to getting them, no matter what we look like, um. It's hard to believe that they're genuine. You know, you also get a lot of guys, you know, who 
use the compliment as part of their pickup line because they really don't know what else to say. And that's fair enough because it is nerve-wracking. But going in and starting with a compliment probably isn't the best thing to do, right. you know, because coming up to a girl and, and I don't know about you, Lucia, but for me, you know, if somebody comes up and tells me that I have a beautiful smile or they love my dress, it's, you know, it, it doesn't make you feel, wow, I want to get to know this person. Right, right. But if somebody, um, I did once, you know, and I, I it was the first time I'd been out for about a year after having my baby and I remember going to an event and a guy came up and he said to me, um, you know, I just, I'm sorry, I just need, I just wanted to come up and, and say hello. I'm sure that you're probably married or in a relationship, but you just look like you were having such a great time and you're the only person here who's smiling and having a ball and you've got such a twinkle in your eye that I just had to come up and tell you that you were gorgeous. Wow. Now, to me, mm. I was married, I had kids, you know, yeah. I wasn't interested in this guy, but to me, I thought, well, what a beautiful person. That's yeah. really nice. Now, he's probably just a master pickup artist <laughs> 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 and has the whole pickup line thing down right, pat. Right. But you know what? It actually made me feel really special. And I actually felt bad saying, well, thank you. You know, actually, you know, I'm I'm not single. I'm married. I, I felt like I just had to say thank you and really say thank you very much. That was really nice of you and boost his, you know, make him feel good so that he had the confidence to go and do it to some other girl who wasn't taken because I thought, wow, what a nice compliment. So I think the thing for women is to remember that firstly, women love details. And if you're going to give them a compliment, make it about them, not about the dress they're wearing, but more the fact that they they make that dress look fantastic or more that, you know, they've got a wonderful personality and, you know, talking to you, you've I felt really uncomfortable and talking to you, I feel really comfortable and, you know, you've actually, I, I feel really good, you know, you've made me feel fantastic. Things like that are more likely to get a girl's attention than, you know, you've got a beautiful smile. Right. You know, you said something in his uh, pickup line, we'll, we'll call it a pickup line, that um, actually that's a great way to find out if someone is already married or um, has a boyfriend. Because actually, Isn't it? Yeah, just yesterday I was at the supermarket and this guy comes up to me and the first thing he says was, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> And, uh, and instead, if he had said it like you, like, oh, I'm, you're so gorgeous, I'm sure you have a boyfriend, then you're more, yeah. you're more t you know, willing to engage in him, as, as, except, you know, as, instead of, you know, the first thing he says is, do you have a boyfriend? It's like, geez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like some training, okay, I've got a list of five questions, do you qualify? <laughs> the first one. <laughs> but isn't it true? I mean, it, it's such a simple thing. And you know what? By saying, I'm sure that you have a, mm. a boyfriend or a husband, it makes you feel... It's a it's a compliment in itself because it's saying that in itself says you you're so you look so fantastic or you you seem so confident and whatever that I'm sure that you're already taken because someone like you couldn't not be you know so without hardly saying anything it already is a fabulous compliment you know and it makes you a lot less threatening and that is a good thing and then that way you'll find out right right away because if they don't they'll go oh no I'm single. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why do you ask, kind sir? No, oh, I wish I had <laughs> exactly one. Exactly right. Exactly right. And then absolutely that opens up the door for some flirting and you and straight away you're far less threatening, you know, rather than the person who just comes up and, you know, 
get just right into your intimate space and start, you know, asking you lots of questions and, you know, you when know, you really want to escape. I'm going to use that line. <laughs> Not that I need to use lines because I always, you know, come up with something to say if I want to talk to someone. But, I'm, you know, I, I'm definitely going to go up to some hot guy next time and go, you know, I just think you're so gorgeous, but I'm sure you have a girlfriend. <laughs> And wait for yeah, his response. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think definitely, you know, for the women listening as well, it's it's a fantastic thing. So you would you you are happy to approach guys? Uh no. But I'm just saying, if uh, I don't have to, <laughs> no, the next time, maybe you're afraid somebody. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm in a situation where I have to, you know, not to sound yeah. arrogant, but yeah. usually, usually they approach me. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, of course they do. You're but, gorgeous. <laughs> or just, you know, just in case somehow I slipped through the cracks, he didn't see me or something. Uh, whatever, you know, I, I, I'm gonna try it. Just see what happens. It's a, it's a great way. Yeah, to absolutely. Meet someone. And you know, that's a point as well. Is that um something to say to to guys out there you know if you if you don't consider yourself the best looking guy around and you perhaps don't have that much confidence to approach you know it really is I, I always say you know you snooze you lose if you don't ask mm. you're never going to know and a lot of you know a lot of you know, I mean, you're a gorgeous woman who's Thank very, you. Com- you know, who comes across as being confident and vivacious as well. But there are also a lot of women out there who are very attractive, who aren't very confident in mm. themselves. And to be honest, a lot of those women don't send out a lot of signals. And because of that, tend not to get picked up by nice guys. You know, uh, the guys that approach them tend to be the ones who, you know, are after a bit of a challenge because these girls can be a bit of hard work, especially if they're not sending out a lot of signals due to low self-esteem. So don't be scared to go up and say hi, you know, and just be friendly and be the nice guy or be the funny guy, whatever it is. Because, you know, even just if you if you sort of approach somebody in a non-stalker type of way, sort of the way we discussed, and you're a nice, friendly, genuine person, then fair enough, they might not want to date you. But, you know, going up and smiling at someone and being a nice guy, actually, that can make their day and it can really help to build your confidence, you know. So I always just think, just go out and do it. You know, just don't be tied to the outcome. It doesn't matter if someone's not interested in you. It could be that, you know, they've, they're already taken or it could be that, you're just not their type. I mean, we don't all like the same types. It right. doesn't mean that you're a no-hoper, that no one's ever going to love you. Uh-huh. But it is worth just going out and practicing and, and playing with it and having a bit of fun connecting with people because that is really going to improve your confidence. It's going to improve your flirting skills. And it's going to mean that you're more likely to be aware of you know, a girl's signals so that when a girl is you that you you know that you can connect with her and that you can you know hopefully get to the next stage exactly so uh, let's go back to discussing sex we brought it up a little bit earlier um, <laughs> <laughs> we know that's important obviously of course. of course to guys and to women so um, 69 percent and I find that's a funny uh, statistic said that penis size does matter <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, of course, one of those types of statistics was going to come out, wasn't it? Yeah, look, but 69% of women, yes, said size does matter. But before the guys out there think, oh, my goodness, it's Uh-oh. true. Um, you know, 77% said they were more than happy with an average size. And you know what? When it comes to sex, let's be honest, it's not necessarily what you've got, but what you do with it that counts. And, you know, I don't know if I can just talk... Um, you know, a bit more scientific sort of talk here for a second, get a bit down and dirty. But for the guys out there who don't know, um, 
you know, it doesn't matter how big you are. Basically, our vaginas are like inflatable balloons. That <laughs> basically, they can expand or contract to meet your size. So that really, regardless of how big you are or small you are, um, you know, as long you know, as long as you're erect, then basically the walls of the vagina will close in around you, and it will become like a perfect fit. Now that's not always the case. You know, sometimes someone can, you know, for you know, a sort of a gynecological reason, be too big or too small. But mm-hmm. generally, it it doesn't matter. So you know, all that worry that oh my goodness, you know, I'm not however long. It really, it really doesn't matter. When it comes to sexual pleasure, it's more about the width than the length anyway. And most guys tend to be around the same width. So, you know, for a lot of girls, you know, that we spoke to, the whole idea of, you know, a big, a big penis, mm-hmm. you know, fair enough, it's like some, some men out there like big boobs and some men like small boobs, you know, it takes all sizes. So I just think that, you know, the more you focus on it, the more awkward you're going to feel and the more that's going to affect your sexual performance in the bedroom, you know, and you being able to just have fun and relax and, you know, be romantic. So um, I think that a lot of guys just put too much emphasis on it and to something that's actually not that important. It's more what you do with it than what you've got. Yeah, exactly. In fact, you said that 100% said that quality of sex was more important than quantity. Yes, unless, of course, you you know, it's like once a year. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely, you know, I think that, you know, and if you can have a, a connection with somebody as well, then obviously, you know, that can lead to, to better sex. Um, and it's more about as well, you know, if you do have issues, obviously, if you've got any issues in the bedroom, then... I think it's always fantastic to go and get some kind of help if you, you know, if you're having issues with performance, then there's no shame in going and getting a little bit of help um, in that sort of area. But it's, you know, the more relaxed you can be in the bedroom, you know, the more you can make it as well about the other person, then the more fun you're going to have and the more likely they're going to come back for more and more and more and more and more. Uh, And yet here's the statistics I I found really funny or strange, I don't know, uh, 44% 44% said that sexual experience didn't matter? Yes, well, I don't know. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm stumped on that one too. That's crazy. I'm stumped. But that means that, you know, 56% of women say that it does matter. Right. But still, so, that's, a, that's a high um, number. Uh, I'm stumped on that one too, Lucia. I don't know what that yeah. means. What's wrong, these, <laughs> what's wrong with these women? <laughs> Those are all virgins. Pardon? I said, what's wrong with these but, women? Yes, well, <laughs> you know, well, there were there were some people who, you know, obviously took the survey who, you know, I mean, it was all a very 1,500 singles, but from various ages, starting from obviously 18. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> we don't know, and up to about 70, so oh, you just don't why. know where those statistics <laughs> are coming from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, blame them. <laughs> now, um, and for the top, top sexual turnoffs, so let's go through some of these. Now, this is the ones that guys always get told about, but they never listen. <laughs> and that is, don't rush. Damn it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think, like we said before, for women, foreplay starts between the ears. So you need to really take your time. You know, it takes um, it takes women over 10 times longer. Sorry, yeah, up to 5 to 10 times longer to reach an orgasm than it does to take for a man Mm. and what a lot of men don't realize as well is that you know 
only 30%, approximately 30% of women can actually have a, an orgasm through vaginal intercourse alone without any sort of clitoral stimula- stimulation. So rather than, if, if you rush and you rush, then firstly the woman's going to fake it, mm-hmm. let's face it. Mm-hmm. And over 70% of women admitted to doing that. Um, and she's just not going to feel particularly satisfied. It's all going to be, you know, so that, to not hurt your feelings. So if you take your time, then it's more likely, firstly, she's going to feel more relaxed during the process. And and she's going to be more likely to, to get there in the end, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you running in like a, you know, rushing in like a bull in a china shop or asking her every two seconds if she's come yet isn't going to get her to, <laughs> to get there any quicker. So uh, I think it's really important for men out there to, yes, absolutely take their time and not be afraid to ask, you know, a woman what it is that she needs or wants. You know, a lot of girls aren't going to tell you simply because they feel embarrassed to, you know, embarrassed to admit that it's not happening for them, you know, or maybe they just don't want to hurt your feelings because they've only just started seeing you or maybe it's the first time. But, you know, try and read her body language a bit to, to see, okay, is she into it or not? And just experiment with different things and see what you get. You know, I mean, I her whole body is your canvas if you're mm. if you're having sex. So, you know, there's not just one part of a body that uh, exactly. you can play with. Yeah, and the and the thing is, even if the guy doesn't say anything, we can sense it. We can intuitively know that he wishes we'd hurry up. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's uh, or you know, it's funny. A lot of people you know a lot of the girls wrote down in their survey that they'd, they'd he'd say you know things like you know have you come yet are you there yet are you wet yet you are know, we are you yet? ready to go <laughs> and it's just like oh my god are you kidding me that's not gonna make it happen it's just forget it and then I, and then a lot of women would then say that then it's just like roll over let's get it over and done with because right. what's the point you know um so yeah absolutely and you don't want that <laughs> no because if you have to keep doing that then you just don't want to have sex with the guy anymore and then it's over yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, it pays to be attentive and, it, you know, fair enough, it's going to take longer, but then maybe you just wait. And, you know, from from that point of view, the longer you wait for it, the better it's going to be because it's going to build that anticipation up. So that by the time that you actually do get to have sex with her, you know, hopefully it should be a bit more fun and, you know, uh, if you in- include touching and lots of eye contact and that sort of thing, you're going to have a release of phenylethylamine and oxytocin, so it's going to be more of a chemical hit uh, the longer you can put it off. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I know from someone who's a, a bit of a player, he's been with a lot of women, and, uh, I mean, he will just, you know, make out with the woman just kissing and touching and caressing for like an hour and a half with, with you know, with no wow. intercourse. With no intercourse. <laughs> Yeah, and so by the end of an hour and a half, she's gagging for it, and then by the time it's true, and by the time that he actually does have sex with her, she'll be like, "Oh my goodness, this guy is yeah. the biggest star on the planet," and so yeah. and therefore, you know, that's what he is. Yeah, and this guy, <laughs> absolutely, he's, he's short, you know, so he's he's like he's you know he's short, so he makes up for his uh, lack of stature in that way, and he's always has beautiful women, and they're very possessive of him, and you know they don't want to let go. It's like he's mine. well there you go so there's a hot tip for the guys out there i mean but the thing is it's easy to say that but does take a lot of discipline to be able to do that because you know if it were that simple that Mm. a lot of men would be doing that and they just simply aren't that many and i can tell you in australia i mean 
<laughs> hey, um, I don't. Anywhere. We're not, uh, Australian men are not renowned for their generosity ah. in the bedroom, I can tell you. Oh, no. So um, it's interesting, but yes, look, there's a there's a hot tip for the guys if they want to have lots of beautiful women is, uh, well, you know, yeah, maybe take they, it slow. Maybe they won't be able to do it for an hour and a half, but, you know, even half an hour would be happy with. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, for people who are in a relationship as well, it, even even at that stage, you know, I mean, my goodness, if you've been in a relationship for five, ten years, just being able to do it for twenty minutes is going to, you know, your your partner is going to be very, very happy with you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, another mistake guys make is they expect the woman to have an orgasm without doing any of the work to help. Absolutely, and that's again what we what we spoke about with the the fact that a lot of women simply can't, you know. And it, it it's until recently it's been something that hasn't actually been talked about that much, you know. Now you've got adverts on television that sort of talk about, and you know, even amongst couples, you know, fifty percent of uh, couples, sorry, forty percent of couples in America admitted to having sexual problems, you know. Mm. And a lot of it does come down to. The fact that a lot of women can't have, a, you know, a vaginal orgasm without any other stimuli- stimulation. So if it's just a, a case of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it's just not going to do anything for her. And that can lead to a lot of frustration in relationships, especially if, you know, the, if uh, the man doesn't understand that or thinks, somehow thinks it's his fault when it's not, you know. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with him but there are things that he can do in order to help it along, you know, and that's where trying out different positions is great, you know, using your hands, that's what they're there for, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Lay right. on your side and then you've got free access with your hands and you can do all sorts of wonderful things to help her along. So I think that that's really important too. Yeah, in fact, I mean, the guys that I've known who've been great in bed, I mean, they actually studied what they needed to do. I mean, they took it seriously instead of just going in there and going, okay, well, whatever, we'll figure this out. You know, they they watch porn films, they read, they actually took it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is a fantastic. And I, I guess, you know, if, if there are any women out there listening, I think that as a woman, it's really important to understand your own body as well because it's amazing how many women didn't, or don't understand their own bodies, and I didn't, you know. I mean, until I started reading up on it, I had no idea, mm. you know, and I remember having to write articles, you know, for mm. some men's magazine about <laughs> about <laughs> sex years and years ago, and I was reading this stuff about, you know, our anatomy, and I was like, say what? Oh, really? Is that why? Okay, right, I get it. But it's interesting because it's something that's often not talked about, but the more you understand your body and the more you understand the body of your partner, the more likely it is that you are going to have great sexual relations because you get it, you know. I mean, there's no point, you know, fiddling around trying to find the D spot, C spot, whatever spot you're looking uh-huh. for. <laughs> if you have no idea what you're doing, just in the hope and the prayer that yes. you'll be going, oh, oh, thank you, thank you, you know, because it's just not going to happen. You know, it's like the blind, blind leading the blind, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is, this it? is this it? Is this the right spot? Is this the right spot? No, a little to the yeah, left. Yeah, exactly. So, right. No, yes, fine, that's it. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, you know, and uh, I think that that's, you know, I think a lot of guys sort of s- said, you know, that they that they were surprised that, you know, over 70% of women had faked orgasms mm. and, you know, oh my goodness, can't, I can't believe, I couldn't tell, you know, we had girls and they actually said that they even had it down to the shivering and the contractions wow. that they would 
stimulate that just by really contracting and then sort of, you know, shake their legs a little bit. <laughs> and they had it down to an art so that no one was ever going to know that they were faking it. But really, I guess in the end, that's quite sad because it means that if you keep doing that and you get that good at faking it, mm. that in the end you're actually denying yourself a real yeah. orgasm. So the guys out there, rather than sitting there wondering, oh my goodness, is she faking it or is she having a good time, just ensure that she's having a good time, you know? <laughs> That's right. Study up, folks. <laughs> well, um, can you believe we've come to the end of the interview? Oh my goodness, it's just flown past, hasn't it? Oh my it? God. <laughs> <sex> I look- <laughs> I looked at the clock and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I feel like we've been talking for 15 minutes. I know. it does. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is like my fastest interview ever. So, um, wow. But that's good, I guess. So, again, the name of the book is How to Get the Woman You Want. And the website is How to Get the One You Want. So, what goes on on that website? Well, there are videos that can teach you, you know, how to tell if somebody's flirting with you, how oh. to tell if they want to kiss you, all sorts of things. Um, you can also get a copy of the book, and you can get it as an e-book now as well, which is fantastic, right. um, and CDs as well, and also you know, body language analysis of stars and all sorts of interesting things. So it's a good idea to have a little look, and you might learn something new. Oh, I'm sure. Tested out on some girls out there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, the videos are always helpful because then you can actually see what the person uh, is talking about instead of just reading about it in the book. Yeah, absolutely. I always think it's quite it's quite interesting, you know, because then I mean, obviously, videos are always slightly exaggerated so that you you get the picture, and in real life, it's it's not always that obvious. Right. And sometimes it's not obvious at all. But the more you you see something, the more you you make yourself aware of it, the better you're going to be and it's going to be implanted subconsciously. So eventually, you know, hopefully you'll you'll become, you know, an expert at picking up on females' body language. That's right. Okay, well thank you so much for being on again. It's been a joy talking to you again. Thank you so much, Richie. Lovely okay. chatting to you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow. She's so perky. I think that's what made the um the show go move so fast. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh no. So thank you so much for joining me today. My website is theartoflove.net and I actually have videos there too. Not on body language and flirting, but um, other things. You'll have to go there to find out for yourself. And um, lessonsoflove.net is where my ebook is. That's Lucia's Lessons of Love, the name of the book. And that site has been revamped. And there are actually two small videos on the home page. And you can look at those. And um, I guess that's it. So um, I will see you next time. And in the meantime, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.